Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to be with family. I have these, this chair here just in case my legs don't work. I was saying um, I must hold all my adrenaline in my body um, because my mind was ready to come and preach with you this morning, but my body wasn't. And my legs felt like lead weights, like they wouldn't work and my arms wouldn't work. But I was just um, reflecting in... Um, Wish it also another reason why that might be is I actually went snorkeling last night. <laughs> and I was trying to chase down some dolphins that I saw off the shore. Um, and so I'm like, oh yeah, I did a lot of swimming last night. Greg, Greg managed to catch up and he swam with the dolphins, but I didn't make it. I'm so disappointed. Um, but my body's letting me know, whoa, that was a lot of work. So my legs are a little bit tired. Um, but it's so good to be here with you this morning. I just count you as family. And so I just feel like I'm having a little family chat with you um, today. Um, and I just really felt the Lord um, say to me um, in worship um, this morning that it's time to come up to higher places. And we were worshipping um, um, and we were singing the song, He Reigns Ab- Above It All. Um, and, and, some, and I just felt him calling, come up above it all. Come up into heavenly places, rise above what's happening um, in your life, in the world, and just come up and be with me because it's so much clearer up here and you can get such a better perspective um, of life and of the Lord. And so it's just feel like he's calling us up to, to higher places this morning. Um, and also just on that song as well, um, that he is a good, good father, um, I just felt like there's sometimes it's for some people, that's really hard to sing because they don't know a good, good father. Um, and I j- it's just a prophetic song. And I just encourage you to keep singing it until you believe it. I know for me, there was definitely a point in my life where I wouldn't have been able to sing that song. I just didn't know him as a good, good father. Um, and so I know what it's like to be in that place. And so I just encourage you just to keep singing, just to prophesy that song until you really know him as a good, good father, because he is, he is a good, good father. Okay, the title of my message today is Nothing is Wasted. And um, it actually comes from a saying um, that I heard many, many years ago. Um, And the saying is, he wastes nothing and he gets you ready. And um, the man that kind of coined um, that phrase, his name is... um, Paul Manwaring. I don't know if you've heard of him before, um, but he's an amazing preacher, teacher, spiritual father, um, and came across him um, at my time uh, when we were living in California and we were at Bethel Church. He was actually uh, leading and ministering there. Um, And I remember him teaching on this, he wastes nothing and he gets you ready. And it's actually... um, his paraphrase from Romans 8 28, um, which is a very familiar verse, but I'll read it for you. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. And then I just looked it up in the Passion Translation as well. Um, I always hit the NIV first, and then I always head to the Passion Translation because it's just poetry and it's beautiful. And in the Passion Translation, Romans 8, 28, it says this. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers 
who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. If it's not good, it's not the end. Let me just pick out some of those words. Every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. Even the bad. Everything. Every detail, he can use it. He wastes nothing and he gets you ready. And I want to talk to you um, this morning about getting to know your history and your story with the Lord. All of it. The good, the bad, the ugly. Because the Lord will use all of it. And sometimes, sometimes we fail to know that when we're in the bad. And so for me, I know what I need to do is to really um, hold on tight to his promises and learn everything I can in the good so that I'm equipped and ready for when the low seasons come around. But it's really important to, to know your story, okay? I share my story so many times with people who I come across because it's the story of your life that the Lord will actually use um, will use to just share the goodness of his love with others. And it's not just the good things, it's, it's all of it, okay? Every part of your story he will use. And um, he wants to take what you have been through and he wants to use it. Now, I'll just share with you um, an example of that. So I was just sharing with you before about that song, He's a Good, Good Father. And for me, there's definitely a um, um, time in my life where I didn't know the Lord as a good, good father because I didn't know a good, good father. I didn't have, um, I had a father in my life um, and um, he's since passed away now, but we've had great restoration before he died. But um, when I was younger, I had a real absent father. He worked away um, on the mines um, and offshore on oil rigs. And at the time, uh, FIFO work looked a lot different. Um, that was in the um, 80s and the 90s. When you went um, away, you went away for a really long time. And there's no communication. So I never remember calling my dad. There's definitely no FaceTime, no mail or anything like that. And he was gone for, um, for large chunks of time. And then when he was home, he was actually um, an undiagnosed, had bipolar. And so when he was at home, I didn't know kind of who I was going to get. Um, you know, he was very unapproachable at times. He was very angry at times. And so because I didn't know kind of um, who I was going to meet that day um, with his bipolar, I just didn't spend a lot of time with him. And so even when he was home, I just didn't spend time with him. Um, he had three daughters and I think he just didn't know what to do with us. <laughs> I know I have one daughter and sometimes I'm like, oh, what do I do with you? <laughs> and so, yeah, so that was my upbringing um, of trying to know what a father means. And then getting introduced to God the Father, I'm like, how do, I, how do I put these two pictures together? I don't know how to put these two pictures together. I've got this earthly father, and now you're telling me I've got this wonderful heavenly father, but, but 
I just couldn't make sense of it. And I couldn't make sense of it for a really, really, really long time until well into my adulthood. And I had an amazing father-in-law in my life. I've got amazing brother-in-laws, but I just, I, I didn't know what to do. And then, I, then comes the year, uh, what I call my great year of unraveling. I think I've shared with um, this before. Um, but I had this year um, in my 30s. So I'd made it all the way to my 30s. I'd been a Christian since I was 10 years old. And, and I'm in my 30s, late 30s. And I still don't know God. I know Jesus really well. Not sure about the Holy Spirit, but Father God, to me, he's a distant God. He's an angry God and an unapproachable God. Yeah, I've been a Christian since I was 10 years old in church, serving, serving the Lord, loving him and doing all the right things. But there was just something missing. I couldn't connect with the Father heart of God. And I had this year where I learned so much and I really felt that the Lord unraveled all of my thinking, um, all of the walls that I had put up to receive love, all of my thoughts about what Father God is. He just unraveled it all. And it was a really beautiful year, but a really hard year all at the same time. When you have all of your, when you have to face all of the things when everything is unraveled and everything's stripped away and you have to face all of those issues, all of those issues I had with my dad, who's now no longer alive, but I have to unpack those. I have to walk through forgiveness. I have to release him. I have to look at all the ways that I now react in my life because I didn't know, didn't know what a good dad was like. And I don't know if you've ever had to face your stuff before, <laughs> but it's really difficult and it's really hard and it's not something you often want to share with people and talk about because it's actually quite painful and it just takes you back there sometimes. But I had this, you know, had this year of like really unpacking my junk, unpacking my stuff and getting to know my story. This is my story. This is how I grew up. This is how I reacted and I responded to what was happening in my life. I had to own my story. And you know what? The Lord just took all of the shame away. You know, when you bring stuff into the light, the devil has nothing to point his finger at anymore. And so I felt so free in that year um, and all the shame had gone and I got to know my story and I really know it well. And then the beautiful process of getting to know Father God began, right? So went through all that hard pain, unpacking everything. And now he's like, okay, come in and get to know me. Get to know my Father heart for you. And in turn, I also learned who I was. I learned my identity. I am so loved. I am so cherished. I am so adored. And in my childhood, I don't remember... Um, being encouraged at all, um, had kind words spoken over me. If they were, I probably didn't receive them very well. And so, and I just remember as a teenager and as a young adult, always looking for approval, you know, always looking for like, somebody notice me, somebody tell me how good I am, somebody encourage me. Um, and, and, it's so funny that now the Lord gives me the, the gift of prophecy, the gift of looking at people and seeing the good at them and encouraging them and drawing them out because that's the thing that I didn't have. I digress. I get back. So I, I go through this year of actually really discovering who Father God is and really understanding his Father's heart. 
But, and so that's my story. I carry his love and carry the father heart now like, like, like it's gold. And I give it away so much. But I'm the girl who didn't have the love of the father. He wastes nothing and he gets you ready. Because I came to that moment in my life, I'm like, I don't know him as a good, good father. I don't know his heart for me. And the Lord took that story, he took that experience, and he was able to help me with it, to go through it. And now I get to stand and share the father's heart with so many people. But I would have never got to that hungry point if I didn't know what it was like to be without the father's heart. You have to get to know your story. You have to own it. And he will use your story. Um, Brad was talking about the crew. Um, and every Monday, we put on a um, meal for the homeless. And you don't have to be homeless to come to that meal. Anybody can come to that meal um, you sh- if they have a health care card. So we have lots of people who are on the poverty line, um, who are on pension, who are just really, really lonely. Um, And as many Mondays as I can, because I have children at home, so sometimes it doesn't work out. But every Monday that I have, I make sure that I get down to the crew and I have lunch with those people. And it's my job just to sit and with anyone I can and just love them. And I just sit down and say, hi, how are you? And I just bring light and I bring joy because they're sitting there and they, look, they do look so miserable. <laughs> and I sit down, hi, how are you? My name's Marika. And I just start chatting with them and I just start drawing them out and I just love them, where they're at, who they are. They might not look great. They might not smell great. They definitely don't talk great. <laughs> But I don't listen to that. I just, you know, and I just speak to them and I ask them about their childhood and I ask them about what they love and I just love them where they are because I know that they're not getting a lot, of, a lot of love in their life. And I know what it feels like to be apart from the Father and not feel loved. And I don't want anyone to feel like that. And so I just make sure that I go out of my way to make sure that people feel so loved And so I just encourage you to come and join me. Um, For those of you who don't know me very well, I'm actually an introvert. And so when Brad was talking about family dinners and saying it's free, actually it might cost you, um, that it costs me. I am an introvert and spending time with people really tires me out and often I'll have to go home and lock myself in my bedroom for a little while. I've got four kids um, who are homeschooled, so they're at home all the time, but but I am an introvert. I, I do love people, but it just makes me really tired being around people. And so to go and talk with people at the crew can be quite taxing on me but, and really scary, but I do it because that's what the Lord wants us to do and that's what the Lord wants me to do. And so I go and I work that room. I, I start off with the, the most difficult people first, just like baptism by fire. <laughs> and I just go in and sit down with the roughest of the rough and then I end up the end of the um, couple of hours I'm there talking with the sweet um, pensioners and retirees. <laughs> They're really great. <laughs> but let me get back to what I was saying. Get to know your story and don't miss the learning along the way. Okay? Every part of your story he's going to use for good. He wastes nothing. He gets you ready. 
So even my story of not knowing um, my dad, not having a loving father in my life, he will use that, but I have to partner with him in that. I can't just sit here and go, please use it, Lord, and I'm going to do this over here instead. It was actually me actually going, okay, this is my story this is my pain. I'm going to go back and unpack my pain. So I didn't unpack it as a kid because I didn't know how to do that. But now as an adult, I am wise enough to go back in my story and go, this is a really painful part for me. And it's actually changing who I am, not for good. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to unpack that pain. And I'm going to work through it with the Lord. And he will use that. He wastes nothing. He gets you ready. And so he's used my story of not knowing a loving father to share the Father's heart with the world. He wants to redeem your hard seasons, the disappointments, because remember that his name is Redeemer. Okay? I love this verse in Psalms. I don't know if you remember, but at the beginning I said, sometimes it's hard to remember all of this when you're in the hard season. I know what it's like. When you're in the hard season, you're in survival mode. You're just trying to do all the things you can just to get yourself through the day. And sometimes all of those um, lessons that you've learned and the knowledge that you hold sometimes don't come to the forefront in your mind because um, you're too, you're too you know, burdened down in the hard season that you're facing. And so if you're in that hard season, I want you to remember this verse. This is in... Um, the book of Psalm, verse 34, um, 17 to 18. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So if you have trouble knowing that God is a good, good father, the verse says it here, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He is close to the brokenhearted. And so if that's what you feel like when you're in your hard season and you feel so brokenhearted, you have to remember that the Lord is close. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. He is right there. You don't have to feel alone in those hard seasons because the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. We just have to look up and open our eyes and see him. And sometimes if we can't do it on our own, then we bring people into our life that can help us look up and see. We all need a family around us, whether that's your blood family or the family that you choose. They're the people that come alongside you and can help you in those brokenhearted seasons. Because sometimes it's, you know, for me, I, I hear the Lord so clearly and I feel his presence and I can hear his voice in my life. But when I'm facing hard seasons... Somehow it just goes all out the window. But that's not him, that's me. Okay? Because it says here, he's close to the brokenhearted. He wants to deliver you from your troubles. He wants to save those who are crushed in spirit. So he isn't gone anywhere. Okay? It is me, it's my heart, it's the walls, it's my safety mechanisms that I'm putting into place. And sometimes we get those people that come alongside us that are Jesus with skin on. And they say, they preach to you, they give you words, they prophesy over you, they pray for you, okay? And you have to have hope that the Lord wastes nothing and he gets you ready. And that disappointment and that, that mountain that you're facing, you will learn something in it if you're open to it 
and he will use it. All things work for good for those who love him. He wants to redeem your hard seasons. And this is another favourite saying of mine, he will do it again. The test, we share our testimonies and we share our breakthroughs. We share our stories with others, others so that their hope is ignited. These stories of our breakthrough, these stories of our testimony reveal who God is. They reveal his heart and they reveal his nature. The Lord wants to redeem and the Lord wants to do creative miracles. And when we need to be sharing our story. So we have to know your story first. My story of my father, I know my story. And I share my story so that I can bring glory to the Lord first and foremost to show, hey, he redeemed my relationship with my dad. My relationship with my dad was restored before he passed away. He redeemed me. He redeemed all of those things in me that stopped me from connecting with Father God and also with Father figures in my life. That is my testimony, and it reveals the glory of the Lord. It shows how much He loves me, how much He wants to fight for me, and how much, um, how good He is at being close to the brokenhearted. And I share that story with you, even though it's painful for me. I share that story with you so that you would know the goodness of the Lord, so that you would have hope for your story. You have to steward your testimony as well. Not, we have good things. I know um, I have been healed physically. I was, um, had a gluten intolerance and I was really, really ill all the time when I ate gluten and the Lord miraculously healed me and now I can eat all of the donuts and all of the bread. <laughs> I'm healed. He, it was just miraculous. He healed me. And that's a really good story, right? And so I share that one all the time. But sharing, hey, I wasn't loved. I was never encouraged. I was never cuddled. That's really hard. It's really personal. But there's so much freedom in that story. There's so much vulnerability and freedom in that story. And so we do these things because we want him to do it again. Okay, we want hope to be ignited within you, that the Lord can come and take your story and he can redeem it. Okay, that's why we do this. You need to believe your story. You need to get to know your story and you'll be amazed at how God uses you and uses your story. Your story has value. I remember somebody prophesying um, over me um, and since that one, it, one word, the word has come several times after that. And the prophetic word was, I see you with a bunch of keys. You're like a jailer and you're setting people free from their prisons. You're, you, you bring freedom. And I remember hearing this prophetic word and going, but I'm in the jail. I'm locked up and I am in the jail how can I be a freedom bringer? How do I have the keys when I feel like I am locked up in the jail? 
And I was like, this just really confuses me. And so what I've learnt with prophetic words um, is that I listen to them over and over again. So I had a recording of this word and I just listened to it over and over again. And then other people started saying it. Somebody actually gave me like this set of keys and said, this is prophetic. I believe this is prophetic for you, um, that you're going to set people free. Here's the keys. I'm like, I just keep getting this over and over and over again. What do I need to go and do to unlock myself from this prison so that I can unlock other people from their prison too with the Lord? And so I have to go back on my story, and I did. I went back on my story and looked at the places in my heart where I was locked up, and I worked with the Lord to get unlocked and to get free. And now I stand with the keys, and I let people, with the Lord, I let people out of their jail. But it wouldn't have happened if I didn't go back and believe my story. I want you to get this today. Believe your story so that when you are sent out, into your sphere of influence, you will carry your message well. When you believe your story, that is where your authority comes from. Now, we've been, um, the leadership team have been talking about this here, um, that we're all in ministry, that we're all sent of the Lord, and we all have our sphere of influence. And everybody represented in this room has their own different sphere of influence. And you get to influence people that I will never, ever see. You get to influence people that will never, ever step foot in a church. You get to influence people that are really, really close to you or that are really, really far to you. Every, you everyone here has a sphere of influence. And you get to impact the kingdom for the Lord. And you do it through your story. You don't have to have a complicated story, a fancy story, a a wounded story, a happy story. It's just your story. It's your story about how the Lord has come and met you and touched your life and walked you through your pain and your breakthroughs, how he's been close to you All of those things, your story is your weapon. And as you go forth into the world, as you go from today, you get to influence the kingdom for the Lord. And you don't have to be through the end to the other side. You can be mid-story. Okay? You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect when you're telling your story. You don't have to be through the breakthrough yet. You might be right in the middle of pain right now. And you can still use that. You can still share your story with people about how you're feeling. And that will bring, the Lord will use that. Because remember, it's him who's using it. You don't have to get that person over the line to believing the Lord. The Holy Spirit will take care of that. You just have to show up. You just have to be vulnerable. You just have to share your story. There's so much power in your story. And you have to remember that the Lord wastes nothing and he gets you ready. So if that's where you are um, this morning, if if you feel like you're in something, I want to remind you that he wastes nothing and he gets you ready. Partner with him in that. And if you are feeling weak and you can't partner with him because it's, you're just doing everything you can to get through your everyday, you have people around you that can help you. 
Don't go through your hardships on your own. That's what family's for. That's what we're here for, is to partner with you and to help you when you feel like you can't do it. To remind you that you're loved and that you are chosen and that he is a powerful God. He reigns above it all and he will deliver you and he is close to you right now. And so I'm just going to close by praying. So if you can, if you um, could stand up. If you can't, that's okay. And I'm just going to close out in prayer. And then after I have um, finished praying, if anyone feels like they would like some further ministry, I just invite you to come to the front and we'll have an amazing team of people that will um, pray with you and prophesy over you and and just speak life into you. Um, And then we'll also be having um, morning tea afterwards. So please hang around and spend time with your family getting to know the people here. Lord, I just thank you so much. Lord, I just thank you, first and foremost, that you waste nothing and that you get us ready. That you are close to the brokenhearted and that you never leave us. Thank you, Lord, that we each have a beautiful, unique story. And Lord, I just pray um, for everybody here that they would just embrace their story. And also, Lord, that they would have eyes to see you in every part of their story every every place that you were Lord Lord that you would help them go back to those painful places and that you would meet them there and that you would help to bring breakthrough and life and Lord we just pray right now for anyone who's in that hard season Holy Spirit, would your comfort just come upon them right now? He is the comforter, but sometimes we need to admit that we need comforting. And so, Holy Spirit, we just admit right now that we need your comfort. We need your peace. We need your strength. And we need your wisdom. Lord, would you help us to open our eyes and to look around to see where you are? Because we know that the Bible says that you're close to the brokenhearted, but sometimes that we just feel that we can't see you. So Lord, that you would just help us to see where you are. And Lord, I just pray for people in our lives that can be Jesus with skin on, that people would come alongside us and that they would just love us unconditionally in our mess, in, our, in this ugliness, Lord, that they would just love us unconditionally. Would they lift our hands up when we can't worship you? Will they prophesy over us and speak life? And I just thank you that you are a good, good father. That you're a good, good father. And that you are always with us. And help us to know deep in our hearts that you're a good, good father and that we are loved by you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And just just a reminder of that word, that he's calling you into higher places, that he's calling you into heavenly places to come up and sit with him above it all, where we can gain clarity and we can just sit beside him. Thank you, Lord, that you're calling us to rise with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.